0: everybody. So before I started this podcast, I spent a while looking to see if there was already a podcast out there like the one that I wanted to make, the one I wanted to listen to. I'm going to be honest here, there wasn't much. But in late 2020, just a few months after the world entered its global lockdown, three different podcasts were created roughly around the same time, all talking about how technology can change and improve the way that the aid and international development sector works. Now you might think, hey guys, talk to each other. But if you actually take the time to listen to what's out there, you'll find some fascinating differences in how we tackle these topics, in the stories we tell, in the people that we talk to, and how we share that. In today's short side chat, I'll be speaking with Claudine Lim, host of the Pulse on the Principles podcast and Sonia Rutzel, host of the ICT4D conference podcast. I'm Rowena Luke, and I host the Aid Evolved podcast. In this excerpt that we'll share with you, apart from just sharing the tips and the tricks of the trade, we'll talk about why it is that we all independently decided to start a new podcast, a bit about what goes on behind the scenes, and of course, what's the difference between these podcasts. Let's start with a round of introductions.
1: I'm Claudine Lim. I'm the manager for the Principles for Digital Development at Dial, which is hosted at the United Nations Foundation. And so Pulse on the Principles was really to add to the digital principles, resources and content. It's really like a community driven initiative where, you know, uh, Folks and organizations from all over the world share their lessons, challenges, successes, innovations in digital development. And so traditionally, the way we've done, we've like shared those things were through either in-person events or written case studies. But we kind of recognize that like not everyone has the time to actually read all like our reports and case studies. And we really wanted to make these things a lot more um accessible to people just you know they can listen when on their before commute to work but now you know uh, after work or something <laughs> um and we also wanted to be able to involve more people also recognizing that not everyone has the capacity to like sit down and work with us to write like you know even like a three-page case study like that takes a lot so we just had a like, had to identify some ways that we can reach out to more people, get our content out to more people. And we thought like, yeah, podcasts and webinars, very similar to Sonia, just seemed like the next logical step in sort of like the growth and evolution of the principles.
0: Nice.
2: So, my name is Sonia Ritzel. I uh, work with CRS, uh, CRS, so Catholic Relief Services, and I manage the ICT4D conference, which is looking after the use of digital technologies for development and humanitarian response. And part of our online offerings, I started a podcast series last year. And the, yeah, just talking about different digital development trends, um, good practice, or um, innovations. But uh, so the idea was just to have something a little bit bite sized that um, people can access in a very um, flexible way. We also do webinars and we have done uh, some virtual events. So it's kind of like adding to the portfolio of different types of online content we have.
0: Nice. On my end, my name is Rowena. The podcast I work on is called Aid Evolved. Uh, I have a day job where I work at Damagi. This is kind of my evenings and weekends, you know, fun side projects. Uh, really loving it, and I would say the 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 podcast itself it evolved. Its focus is on the it's on the lived experience, you know, the human stories, individuals who are in this sector, um, talking about what it's like to get into the sector, to try something out, you know, some of their their ups and downs, their like you know the things that make them scared and the things that they've succeeded at and are are proud of. My inspiration for starting it was because I found myself in a position where I was telling other people to listen to the stories, work with people, you know, sort of like, don't forget to, to stop and pay attention to those around you. And I realized that I was making that mistake myself. Um, and I thought the podcast would be a great mechanism to, to call up all these people that I've brushed shoulders with um, or had, had the opportunity to work with in the past and actually Understand a little bit more about what they've learned and what their experiences have been, um, and so far it's been it's been great fun. <laughs> I think I've had all sorts of new and surprising conversations, which I think would not have been possible in in another format. i be curious to have you both talk a bit more about the the format of the podcast. Like, I know I've, I've listened to individual episodes, but I I don't know I don't I wouldn't be able to say what your your playbook is. Like, when you have an episode, like how do you how do you typically structure a conversation that you have on your show?
1: For False on the Principles, we have like one like kind of big season and within that season we have like little mini seasons. So, for example, this first season was kind of broken up into, um, you know, COVID-19, leave no one behind, governance, those sorts of topics. And then so we have like sort of episodes that like feed into those specific things. And then so with like, let's say the leave no one behind mini series we'll talk about like gender or refugees. And so trying to keep, you know, again, it's almost like a it's almost like a funnel. Like, yes, we talk about like leave no one behind in digital development or development in general, but what are sort of like the more like nuanced or like um, mini topics underneath that? And who are the people or stakeholders that work within that? And like what are they doing specifically? So I mean, like, there's like a lot of pieces and like thoughts that go into it, but I try, we try to really um, uh, weave all like these different like themes in international development together. Like, we hear so many things that are important, like responsible data use or human rights based approaches, and how do you make sense of all of them? And they're not mutually exclusive, but again, like trying to tie them all together into. One episode, and that's why ours aren't quite bite-sized like Sonia's. But um, we try to again, like uh, paint like a fuller picture of like the international development players and uh, trends.
0: That sounds tricky. I definitely think Clady, in your podcast is probably the most ambitious. Uh, which is, you know, how do you how do you talk about uh, you know inclusivity in in one episode, <laughs> or you know, in three short three short episodes?
1: Talking about inclusivity is tricky because you know you want to be able to focus on one group, but then you don't want to ignore like other groups in that, like you know, but so we always like try our best to consider all angles, but that's kind of the double-edged sword is like, you know, if you're trying to talk about everything, you're talking about nothing.
0: For sure. And how do you, how do you do it then? You know, like when I, I, I can imagine just thinking through the roster, like who are all the people that could talk about that topic? And it's, it's an endless list. But you have to narrow it down to a handful of people, you know, maybe ideally, you know, one or two, maybe three people. How does, what is that process like for you?
1: So it's been, it's been a learning journey. So (laughs) we don't really, we haven't like nailed down a process quite yet, but we do. I'm lucky enough to have like a small editorial team at Dial for people who have like been like in this sector and in this work, like much, much longer than I have. So they're very helpful in like pointing to like, you know, I suppose, uh, like, I guess, like the quote unquote, you know, well-knowns in the space, um, like, you know, more executive level and stuff. So that gives me like a good idea. But I also try to talk to those who are within the endorse, the principles endorser network and Get to that know, yeah, get to know them and their networks because I've been lucky enough to be connected to endorsers who may not have been on our podcast, but they connect us to, um, you know, the local groups that they're working with. So uh, we had like a an episode on refugees, and when I reached out to one of our contacts who works for UNHCR to speak, she said, "Why don't you speak to this?" woman. She works for UNHCR, but she's actually um, a refugee. So she would be better a better representation for that episode. And I was like, that's awesome. So just relying heavily on both the endorser network and um, the team at
0: Dial has been helpful in that process. That makes a lot of sense. Sonia, how do you structure your episodes? How do you get your yeah. lineup?
2: Yeah, I love that, Claude. Like I think that really highlights that also, that inclusiveness of for the podcast medium for the speakers, and that was another reasons why. For example, I pre-record the podcasts because that um, offers me the opportunity to, first of all, um, reach experts in other regions and like for example i had a number of speakers from the philippines or from southeast asia and they are generally excluded from our um virtual content because it just doesn't work with the timeline so well with the time zones i mean i sometimes see them online i'm thinking you should be in bed by now (laughs) what are you doing and and, you know just for speaking it's just really hard because it might be one thing to kind of like listen in but another thing to be like alert and in the middle of the night but uh, I mean luckily I'm based in London so I find it easier to connect to different time zones but because I pre-recorded it's so much easier for me to to connect with people in different time zones or also um, as Claude said um, with the individuals that maybe are not um, maybe brave enough to be on a live webinar with sort of other big names or maybe haven't done a lot of public speaking and in a podcast you do have that intimate um, conversation and then also you can say well if it doesn't work out we don't use it or you know we just um, edit out all the, the the bits that try it again (laughs) so
0: the construction in the background the kids that show up exactly yeah
2: or just if somebody's nervous so I think it really gives also um, voices to individuals that just haven't gotten this public speaking training or the confidence but these are the voices we want to hear and and I think that's kind of a nice bit or the other part is also um, people that are just generally really really busy so um, in at the beginning I started off a bit random and then I realized a series is kind of good <laughs> so, and so I did a, a series with the CIO interviews and CIO is obviously notoriously busy I mean if something goes wrong in any organization it's always the CIO, CIO that will have some sort of element in fixing it particularly now um, in the digital world so getting them to join like in one hour webinar or even a, a lengthy interview is going to be hard but asking them you know should we have a fifteen minutes chat here? Are some questions, you know. That was actually quite easy, and I thought that, yeah, I, I thought that was really, um, really useful. So these are kind of like the two elements that I really like about podcasts. You can reach speakers you might not be able to reach for other formats of um, online content.
0: Yeah, and it is
2: certainly more inclusive as well.
0: On my side, in terms of the the format and the and the lineup and how I manage that. My format is very much trying to draw on that narrative aspect of podcasting. So whereas Claudine and Pulse on the Principles tries to capture the the whole space of, you know, this particular principle, you know, digital development principle, I'm going super, super, super narrow and saying this person, you know, this person's life, this thing that they're passionate about. And I I really try to not only tell the story of their lives, but also give them the chance to focus in on a topic that they connect with and they feel strongly about because I find you can hear it in their voice as they're telling it, you know, like they get motivated, they get engaged, they remember something. Um, And I like to give them that chance to reflect on their past 10 years of working in a sector or what have they learned, you know, just to like take a step back and think a little bit more bigger picture about their work than they might get from the meetings and the calls or the field work that people are doing. So that's the format that I try to follow. And then in terms of the guests and how we line them up, this is one that I think is quite interesting. Sonia, you mentioned yours started off as a bit random and then you did the CIO series. And I can definitely relate to the random <laughs> part of it. Um, a lot of my guests so far have been folks I know from industry, people people I respect a lot, of people that I've, I've wanted to ask probing questions, but maybe didn't quite have the right form to ask them that question. Uh, and so I've I've really enjoyed the conversations I've had. And now I'm at the point, also based on feedback that I get from my guests and my listeners, where I'm looking oh, you know, should I be trying to get more private sector at the table? Should I I be trying to get more government at the table? Should I be trying to get more Africans at the table? And and that's going to push me out of my comfort zone in terms of reaching out to people who I may not, you know, I may not have like a fifth level connection to, uh, and then doing a bit more pounding the pavement to bring in those kinds of guests. But I do think it'll contribute to the overall value of the stories that I'm telling because I can I can tell even now that the kinds the kinds of stories that uh, show up on my podcast are very much representative of my particular you know technology implementer kind of people and there's so many different actors at the table here um, that we want to we want to give a voice to.
1: I like that um, all of our podcasts kind of fall under the umbrella of digital development. But, you know, Sonia's touch a lot like on like trends and innovations. Mine's like on like kind of best practices, challenges. And Ro, yours is really about like the human side of development. So it's like yeah. you kind of get like all angles of it with these three podcasts. So very interesting. I wouldn't have
0: been able to say that before this conversation. So it's good that we're talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In case anyone's wondering, like, what's really the difference between a Lord
0: podcast? There you have it. (laughs) Boom. I asked my fellow hosts, why a podcast when there's so many ways to reach people today? Newsletters and social media and YouTube and webinars. Why would anyone start a podcast? Here's what they had to say.
2: My idea initially came when I was stuck in traffic in Abuja in Nigeria. And I was thinking... I get very motion sick, so I can't really get my laptop out and work, Um, but I thought how it's nice to obviously hear the radio and hear about the region, but I figure if you really live there and it's so obviously not just Abuja, I mean, any places, including London and DC and you name it, probably Bangkok. (laughs) It's like you never really know how long (laughs) it's going to take you to get to work in the before times. And, um uh, and so I thought you know in a way it would be nice to kind of use that time as well and kind of really not just hear about your local con- community where you're where you're based but also hear about the community where you're connecting its in my case would be the ICT4d community and so I thought you know having that kind of content available could be could just be a nice thing. And so that was one idea to just really have that bite sized content that is sort of downloadable, that is like really available and inclusive. When we just did our recent ICT for DA online conference, the main uh, objective that people had, um, particularly from other regions or low-income countries was connectivity. I mean, even in our connectivity session, one of the speakers had to drop out because of low bandwidth, which is sadly very ironic. So connectivity is such a concern. And um even if you were to listen to webinars and recordings, you don't always get to actually download it into your machine and it might even take a very long time. So having just the audio and having a short piece of audio, it's just so flexible. And um, I thought that just makes it just more inclusive and you can reach a a wider audience. So that was really one one point. And I think the other one, and that kind of came a little bit later is, um, We just have this Zoom fatigue and obviously not just Zoom, any video conferencing. And I've been doing a bit of um, research on this, particularly around sort of engaging people in online meetings. And we hear more and more, turn the video off, concentrate on the audio, um, because just having the video on every all the time is really draining. And so I think that is another piece where it's nice to also just have the audio you can listen to a podcast I mean a lot of people say uh, oh I just listened to your podcast when I was cycling or when I was walking or you know I just made lunch I was like that's what you should be doing like it's it's storytelling it isn't like take out your notepad and um, at least you know the one one we're doing so I think that's a nice element it's just a different type of format and it, it can just become a yeah, more inclusive and maybe a bit more fun where you can just incorporate it in into your into your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. You know, do it while you're while you're gardening, while you're taking out your recycling. Um so many of my friends, they say to me, Oh, I'm sorry, Rowena, I didn't get a chance to listen to all your podcasts. And I was like, if you had time to listen to all of them, that's it's a lot of time. <laughs> um and it's definitely not, you know, some people do this and I, you know, my heart goes out to them. Like they sit in front of their computer and they listen. And that's really not what the podcasts are for. Um, like for for myself personally, I listen to them when I go running. And the great thing about having so many podcasts coming out in in the development space or in the digital space is that I can tell myself, oh, this is for work, but I can also go for a run. you know, I can be active, I can get out there. and so it, it feels good even in a in a busy in, in a busy schedule to have that that medium and that format. The other thing that I, I like about Sonia, your podcast is that it, it does come in these uh, in these bite-sized, formats that you can inject in your different life. I, a lot of people tell me for mine to make it shorter, which I've I've not taken that advice, but I definitely respect where that advice comes from because I think a lot of people want these like little snippets or taking a break from something else and they just want to hear another voice. When, one last thing I'll say, you can tell once I get started, I get excited about this, Is is about the medium. Agreed. You know, like when when someone in Nigeria or South Africa or Ethiopia is joining a conference, they see those blurry figures in the background, you know, people in a room that they're not a part of, you know, there's always 15 minutes at the beginning where you're waiting for the connection to come through and all these things that are, they just, you know, no matter how much we plan ahead, like they do make certain kinds of experiences very painful. Um, Whereas with, with a, with a podcast or video, Uh, There is this ability to have a really compelling experience, even if it's asynchronous, um, you know, at different times, uh, to engage with the speaker and to hear them in their in their full authority and their full presence, even if you're in rural Timbuktu. (laughs) Timbuktu is not rural, but if you're in rural Mali. (laughs) And I think one of the things that excited me for the medium is. Is this feeling of greater disconnection that you know people have, particularly during the pandemic, when you can't have parties, you can't see your neighbors, and everything else? And I love how listening to a podcast is like talking to a friend—you know, one friend is like there in your ear, up close, personal, um, and you can hear them and engage with them directly in a way that just, to me, feels different than listening to a speaker who might be addressing a hundred people. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to hear the bite sized snippets from Sonia Rutzel unpacking the trends and innovations in the sector, you can search for the ICT4D conference podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're interested in hearing Claudine unpack the challenges and best practices in implementing the principles for digital development, look for the podcast Pulse on the Principles. And if you'd like to hear the human side of these stories, profiles of the lives of people trying to make change, search for aid evolved. Hope you enjoy the show.